Well, good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Jen A. I reside here in Colorado and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, November 28th, 2023. It's 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're in the forward to the second edition. We're on page XVII, which is, we're going to read that first paragraph. It begins with, hence the two men set out to work through uh, one reading that one paragraph, and it ends in, though no one realized it at the time. We're going to comment on that one paragraph only today. Today's readers and Team Tuesday, thank you for um, dedicating your time. And uh, Barb W., Chris W., Susan S.H., Leah S., Rena L., Betsy P., and Barb W. Way to go, Team Tuesday. The reference numbers for yesterday, Monday, November 27, 2023, are the following. Get your pen and paper out. The 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study recording is 20879. That's 20,879. And then the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study recording is 20879. 880, which is 20,880. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting, I'm sorry, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery to the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. What's our sole purpose? Well, OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, that's to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So I will now ask Rena L. to read the 12 steps. Hi, this is Rena L., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Toledo, Ohio. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prior and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. I will now ask Chris W. to read the 12 traditions. Hi, this is Chris W., Chris with a K from Nashville. 
Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to a compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, each OA group ought, never, ought to be self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OASH ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me serve. Thanks so much, Rena and Chris, for doing service. This is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're going to read a paragraph or two from the literature, then we're going to stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. <clears throat> we are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, you'll press star one to unmute your phone. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speaker, should be muted. Today we resume our study. We are in the forward to the second edition. We're in the big book on page XVII, and we're reading that first paragraph. Susan S.H., will you unmute and begin reading, please? I'm now on This is Susan S.H. Thank you, Jen. Um, I'm a recovered compulsive over ear in Ohio. Um, hence, the two men set to work almost frantically upon alcoholics arriving in the ward of the Akron City Hospital. Their very first case, a desperate one, recovered immediately and became AA number three. He never had another drink. This work at Akron continued through the summer of 1935. There were many failures, but there was an occasional heartening success when a broker returned to New York in the fall, when the broker returned to New York in the fall of 1935, the first AA group had actually been formed. 
no one realized it at the time. Yeah, what what spoke to me was there were many failures, but there was an occasional heartening success. I am so heartened by by the success, well, success of my higher power <laughs> in helping someone to recover. Um, and I am grateful when I had some small part in that, when something that, uh, when my voice was helpful to another when, when they were reaching out for their higher power. So um grateful for the occasional heartening successes. And I accept the many failures. It's, it's my voice, my, um, my manner of sponsoring is not for everyone. Um, but I accept that I sponsor as I was sponsored. I keep to the book to the best of my ability. And the book does the work. I am just so grateful for this book that wasn't even yet available to Bill and Bob. I mean, it's amazing how this all got started. So I am very grateful for where I am today. I'm grateful to have this book and to study it every day with my fellows. But I'm grateful to share it also with others who are like me, as desperate as I was to change something. So um grateful to be here, grateful to share this, and I pass. Well, thank you so much, Susan S.H. We do value everyone's experience on the line today. We ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you'd like to share this morning on what was read and comment on that only, please give me your first name and the first initial of your last name. Linda D. Linda D. Janet B. Janet B. Janet B. Reggie O. There was someone before Reggie. Who was it? Tina S. Barbara G. Barbara G. Thank you, Barbara. Julie B. Patty O. Julie. Julie, what was the first initial of your last name? B, as in Big Book. B. And then somebody else in there I missed. Let me tell you who I have, and then tell me there was somebody in there that I didn't um, repeat your name. Loretta, Linda, Janet, Chris, Barbara, Reggie, Tina, Julie, and who did I miss in there? Patty O. Patty O. Thank you, Patty. I heard you, and but I couldn't write Patty as fast as I heard it. Okay, cool. All right, you guys, we have an awesome lineup. Looks like the ladies are starting us off this morning. We have Loretta, Linda, Janet, Chris, Barbara, Reggie, Tina, Patty, and Julie. Don't forget to give the states that you're calling from when you get up to pitch um, on the phone this morning. That way others can find you on the membership list. All right, Loretta, you're up. Go for it. If everybody else could mute, if press the to mute, that'd be great. Good morning, Jen the Jim. It's Loretta H., and thank you all along with my precious God, who is saving my life at the moment. Uh, I am 
currently in Asheville, but I it's North Carolina, so that's where you can find me. Oh, my God, this is very, very pertinent to my story. Okay, so that is Bill Dobson. He's on the bed, and he actually looks very, very anorexic, um, like me. I'm, I'm a compulsive reader, but I go both ways. And when I was in the program in 1985, I don't exactly know what year, but anyway, I actually went to the hospital and visited anorexics. Um, I was the failure. So I bring this woman home to live with us. I mean, is that nevers in when you're working with others? I mean, I think there are nine nevers in working with others. So I, you know, I didn't have this program because I was in it to lose weight. And the word diet, and that's why I was here, to, for it has the word die in it. Fast forward with God's grace and mercy to 2001, and I'm really desperate at that time. My father had died. I did not show up for his death, and I am going to jump out the window just like Bill in my New York City apartment with the sash. And this angel met me in Central Park, a nutritionist, a recovered compulsive overeater who today has 50 years, and... She showed me the way, the way out. And I am so grateful because now I have um, 22 plus one day at a time. And it's been a blessing. And I've been through a lot during the 22 years, one day at a time. But today I know God. Today I use that third step. My third step prayer is my trust fund. His corrective directives send me into each day with a purpose to do his will. And part of that purpose is just share this message. And in fact, tonight, I I do a, it's the picture of Bill Dobson on the bed. It's called my reboot study, and it works through the 12 steps in about six weeks. And I'm doing it again tonight. And every time a sponsee goes through it with me, I do it with her, and it works. It's just it's practicing the principles in all my affairs, and every step has a principle. And so this month's principles are um, uh, the step is spiritual awareness. The tradition is um, anonymity, and the um, concept is humility. So this month, that's what I need to work on. I need to work on all of them. But this program has taught me how to have a life that is God-directed, not self-directed, and not fearful. And I just, I'm so blessed because today is another day, one day at a time, that I can do God's work of maximum service to God and others. And thank you all. You're saving my life. I love you. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much. Loretta H. from North Carolina. Up next, we have Linda D. Good morning, Linda. Hi. Hi, Jen. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Linda D., and I live in central Connecticut, and I'm amazed at the first year. <laughs> 22 years of no suicide. That's amazing. Even deeper is the fact that Loretta said, uh, as 
many people can say, I know God. I couldn't have cared less. I just wanted to look good. Hey, it got me in the door. It didn't keep me there. God did. And now I see in a paragraph like this, uh, that last line, uh, no one realized at the time. There's a lot I didn't realize at the time. What was happening, the thread through my entire life, from the time I was in my mother's womb to now, it's all God. It's all this incredible intelligence, this incredible love. It's dazzling, and it's hard work, because I have to give up an awful lot. What am I giving up? Us, I an ignorance, a not knowing that it's about love. The whole pattern of life is about love. And it's tough going sometimes. You lose a lot of people. You gain a lot of people. But you have God and you have wonderful things happening all the time in your life. It's it's an amazing journey. Please... Please get in the boat. This is a lifeboat. Everybody's got a row. We need everybody. Thank you. I pass. Thank you so much, Linda D. from Connecticut. Up next, we have Janet B. followed by Chris M. Hey, Janet. Hi. Good morning, Jen. I'm Janet B., recovered compulsive eater in North Carolina, formerly of New Jersey. So I love this. This references... Um, the story Alcoholics AA number three starts on page 182 and I love where he talks on page 187 where he said he realized he was powerless and said I was willing to do anything in the world to get rid of the problem well that was me I was willing to do anything in the world to stop eating compulsively and what was I told to do my first six and a half years unfortunately um, people didn't always right things. They said, okay, you have to be willing to stick to a food plan. Well, I was willing, but I didn't have the power, right? Page 24 of our book tells us that there comes a point for every alcoholic or compulsive eater where the most powerful desire to stop was of absolutely no avail. And I was willing to make phone calls and I was willing to go to meetings and it didn't help. But here, like AA number three tells us what does help and what helped me. He says, After he said, I was willing to do anything, he says, in fact, I admitted that from then on, I was willing to let God take over instead of me. Well, that's a lot different than just like meeting phone calls. And here's what he then said, what that meant. Each day I would try to find out what his will was and try to follow that rather than trying to get him to always agree that the things I thought up for myself were the things best for me. And for me, my recovery started when after a meeting, I took a sponsor who was really tough and said, I'll do whatever you tell me. When I went into that parking lot and I basically said to God, I will do whatever you tell me. And I have found that that was what was missing for six and a half years. Surrender to God, meaning instead of waking up and saying, what do I feel like doing today? It's father, what do you want me to do today? And of course I don't hear voices, um, But I get a feeling, and it's generally help other people, do things that are a sacrifice for you to help other people. 
and do what you can to get closer to me. So to me, I just love this beautiful story about AA number three, that when he was willing to let God take over, his life started working, and it was the exact same for me. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks so much, Janet B. Now in North Carolina. Up next, we have Chris M., followed by Barbara G. Go right ahead, Chris. Good morning. This is Chris M. from New York, a grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater. Um, yeah, ditto um, to what the last uh, sharer just said about uh, letting letting God take over and then seeing really amazing things happening in my life. Um, that's you know, that's been pretty um, awesome. Um, you know, the other thing is I've been in the program since 1986, in and out, in and out. Had my pink cloud absence the first two years, but then didn't really understand what the level of surrender uh, was that was required of me and the commitment to my um, sanity, to, to, I don't even know if it's regaining my sanity, but to getting sane. So, you know, uh, I, just floundering in the program, really, really wanting it, really, really wanting it, but not knowing how to, um, to get the recovery. But what also stuck out for me in this paragraph was the failures. There were many failures. And what I'm learning in this program and, and how it is, uh, extending to every area of my life is my level of codependency and my need to feel very um, impactful and effective in other people's lives and, you know, the ego with that. And it doesn't come out of anything other than insecurity. You know, it doesn't come because I think I'm great. It comes from feeling that I'm small and ineffective. And, with sponsoring, I would sponsor people when I, you know, I thought I was, you know, recovered uh, in the past, and I would take on so much responsibility for this person's um, health and sanity, and it was, it never felt right, and I couldn't understand why it didn't feel right. I was doing what I was told I should do, um, but first of all, you can't give away what you don't have. So I didn't have that level of, um, I guess I want to call it detachment, healthy detachment that I'm, I'm hearing in these meetings and learning about now, and that my only, only um, I don't want to say job, but requirement is to bring the message to other people. And I might have felt inadequate because maybe at some level I didn't think I had the real message and I and I don't think I did I had parts of it but um you know that it that doesn't even matter it's all about reaching out to others is what I'm hearing um helping others but I also I need to be in a recovered state that's number one and so that is um really important to me now and I guess I'm, I'm thinking that once I'm in a recovered state and I'm uh, sponsoring, I will do it in a manner that is beneficial to myself, first of all. It has to be beneficial to me, right, because that's really what Bill says. Um, he's not counting his points by how many people he's recovered. 
um, and not that he's counting points, but you know what I'm saying. He's counting his points on how what his sobriety looks like. So it would have to be about my sobriety, carrying the message, and like you know, a, a wonderful educator uh, that's on on these meetings says, you know, let them be. If they're not recovering and, and if they're showing signs of they're slipping and and you just get a sense that they're not quite willing, you got to let people go. And I hear the I hear the um, alarm. So um, yeah, I'm learning so much, and this I'm looking at this big book study now as really a study. Like, do I want to learn? Yes. And so I'm going to keep showing up. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Pass. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks, Chris M. Chris was calling in from New York today. Next, we have Barbara G. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning, Jen. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Go right ahead. Okay, well, I could hear you, and then you disappeared. Try it again, Barbara. I'll tell you when I can hear you. Keep pressing star one. Okay, I'm back. Sorry, I missed. There you are. Okay, go ahead. Yes, I messed up with the buttons. So, hi, hello, everyone. My name is Barbara G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater for today. And um, it's very punctual this paragraph for me today because it's uh, coming to remind me that uh, in order to help. Uh, the compulsive reader who still suffers, I cannot um, water down the message to serve my ego who wants to be of help and who wants to feel like useful. And uh, at the same time, this is a very good reminder, but I also uh, want to uh, talk about the fine line that I feel responsible for when it comes to um, be and give what I have received for the other compulsive reader. I was among those who was really ready to do whatever it took to get my recovery, to get my abstinence. And uh, because of my own defects of character, I know that I can uh, come out very hard with funsies, and I've done so many mistakes in the last years, which I am very grateful for because I have learned and I have turned and I have become a better sponsor because of that. But having said that, I also see that this cannot be traded with, okay, I will please the person I'm working with because I need to be a better sponsor and not a hard one. So it's really a work, a constant work, and there is only one response for this for me. There is one only answer, and the answer is I need to be connected to my higher power because there I find all the answers and the guidance I need. It's not something that I can get logically. It's not something that I can get intellectually, but I can get it with the heart and with the intuition that I nurture only by keeping my hand in God's hand and keeping my thoughts along uh, um, uh, um, beside his thoughts. And uh, so I'm very grateful to be here today. I'm very grateful to 
be reminded of this and uh, I will keep uh, working my program in order to keep sober myself and to become uh, the best sponsor I can be uh, in consideration of all the limitations I have as a human being. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks, Barbara D. from Paris. Up next, we have Reggie O, and Reggie is going to be followed by Tina. Good morning, Reggie. Good morning, Jan. Thanks for your service and everybody on the line. My name is Reggie O. I'm gratefully recovered just outside San Antonio. And uh, just, just loving these paragraphs. You know, I was uh, looking back over the big book in this book and, you know, what what uh, Bill and Dr. Bob gave to this third fellow was, uh, first of all, uh, Dr. Silkworth's uh, description, as it said earlier, of alcoholism and its, and its uh, uh, helplessness and uh, their helplessness. And uh, that, you know, as we know, that mental twist, the, the compulsion of the obsession of the mind and then the allergy of the body, which once you start, you can't stop. And... Uh, so, and they pursued a spiritual uh, remedy, which means that they, the spiritual remedy was to pass along what they had given. You know, for us, we know it as step 12. So, what I, and they, it also said that strenuous work, one alcoholic with another, was vital to permanent recovery. So, um, they went, the third, the thir- what strikes me in some respects is that the third, uh, the third guy, the first one they went to, uh, he was not so much open. He was a real corker. He had been hospitalized oh, eight times before. They met him in a hospital. I can't think he might have been one of the ones who had just beaten the nurse up. I, you know, I don't remember. But it was Bill Dobson. And he was just totally helpless, hopeless, you know. And they told him what they had come to do, you know, give you a treatment for alcoholism. And they talked about first their drinking experience and they had the information of what the doctor had given them and then they talked about uh, and and that's it and he finally you know how it was a deterioration of the body the mind and uh, and then the state preceding the first drink and he got that because these two alcoholics knew what they were talking about you know and perhaps a doctor could have said something around the same thing but wouldn't have had an understanding and uh I had so what 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 we can do as compulsive overeaters or alcoholics can do you know as recovered alcoholics, no one else can not 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 even physicians or great clinicians. I had an amazing friend who was a clinician at, and she went to OA meetings with me uh, because she was curious. And one day we got she was a fabulous, really top of the line clinician. And one day she had heard someone share at the meeting at. Uh, and she said to me after, she said, why would anyone continue eating after they were full? And she just was aghast. You know, there was no way she could understand it. So, but I think probably, I know I can understand it and I can pass along what that feels like. The other thing that strikes me um, is that uh, it was on the third day that uh, Bill Dodson, who was the third uh, recovered alcoholic, it was on the third day that he recovered and walked out of the hospital never to drink again and began a very uh, different successful life, you know, and it said he had found God and in finding God he had found himself. But he, but Dr. Dr. Bob was a very religious man, and until he knew the problem, 
uh, his spiritual life didn't do so much for him in staying recovered. So it is about the, you know, the physical aspect and the spiritual aspect that are extremely significant. And Kindly. also, you know, one last question. Sometimes it can take months, and sometimes, as in this case, it took three days. And I'll pass. Thank you so much, Reggie O. from Texas. Up next, we have Tina S. from Florida. Go ahead, Tina. Thanks for your service, Jen. Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater, anorexic in Florida. Wow, what a great meeting. A lot of great shares. And I'm not sure I can add much, but, you know, I, too, wanted to reference the previous paragraph. You know, why are we doing this stuff? You know, it indicated that strenuous work, one alcoholic with another, was vital to permanent recovery. And in that paragraph, it also says that um, it proves that not that one alcoholic could affect another as no non-alcoholic could, you know, so what am I doing here today? You know, and, and for me, initially when I started doing this stuff, it, it, it was because it said, if I don't do it, I might eat or drink again, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and today, you know, I do it for a different reason. And I love that it was talking about, you know, the history uh, and the story about Bill Dotson, and, you know, what, what a great beginning for Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, to have these three men start and, and, and to stay sober till their deaths, you know, and, um, and what a gift. And, and how they did that was through the, through, the, through the work in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous that was set there, you know, the directions that were given. And, you know, so today that's what I do one day at a time. You know, I follow those directions in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous so I stay free today, you know, free of that obsession, you know, free of that craziness in my mind because that's certainly where the disease centers is in my mind, you know. And it, and it tells me that lack of power is my dilemma. And I, lo- I love that the previous share talked about, you know, this is all about the God stuff, you know. And I didn't come here to get spiritual. I didn't come here to find God. I came here so the shit would quit happening and so that I could have a body that I thought was great, which nothing ever fit that, you know. But today I stay, you know, because I want to be free. You know, I want to have a relationship with a power greater than myself so that I'm free one day at a time. And I can only do that through that power. And then, you know, do the footwork, you know. And, and then it talks about, you know, that, you know, there's, there's a lot of failures, and there are, you know. But there's occasionally a con- occasional heartening success, you know, and that's what keeps me doing this stuff. You know, because I was one of those um, failures at the beginning. You know, I came to... Over Anonymous in 1987. My abstinence date is 1999. That's like a 12-year difference, you know. And uh, and today, you know, I'm free, but I got to do this work. You know, it tells me that I do this work, and you know, and it talks about that. You know, at, at the end at the end of this meeting, you know, when uh, in 1935, um, you know, when the broker returned to New York, you know, the first AA group had actually been formed, you know, though no one realized it at the time, you know, and, and that group was formed, which is, you know, I'm really grateful for, but, you know, the good news about one alcoholic talking to another is we can have a meeting with just two, you know, I, I can give this thing away, I can receive it just, you know, and I do, you know, a tenfold by helping somebody else, you know, so I just want to continue to do this stuff because, you know, bottom line, you know, I'm selfish, self-centered to the core. I, I continue to do it because I like what I'm getting, you know, and I, I want to continue to get what I'm getting. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks for your service again, Jen. Thanks, Tina. Appreciate you. Tina S. in Florida. Um, before we continue with shares, I have Patio and Julie B. still coming up. I just wanted to let anybody know who just hopped on the line with us. 
Um, we resumed our study today in the forward of the second edition. We're on the page with the XDII. Those are Roman numerals. <laughs> and we're on that first paragraph, reading one paragraph, commenting on one paragraph. So um, uh, we'll have two more pitches, and then I'll take another list of names. But Patty O, go right ahead. Good morning, everybody. My name is Patty O, and I live in Florida. And I, when I read this paragraph, I was one of those failures. I came to um, Overeaters Anonymous, my first exposure to 12 steps, probably in the mid-70s. I had absolutely, I got 90 days of abstinence, but I had absolutely no idea what you were talking about. And, and over the years, I would always come back periodically, sometimes years later, uh, and again. And um, in September of this year, I came back, and I got a sponsor, and she asked me to do certain things, and I just knew I was going to fail, just like I had for decades. And um, I'm sitting here today, and I'm abstinent, and I feel so free from the obsession and um, so I, I guess I, I want to say you're never really a failure, just a slow learner or something. And and the people who were successful, those three men who were successful, created a place for me to come back to, to find my answer. And um, I went away to North Carolina for Thanksgiving with family. I've been there many times for Thanksgiving, eating and not eating. And this time I went absolutely content in my abstinence. And the difference for me, I think, is that that, that quiet time I spend in the morning, that just asking God for some direction and some, you know, help me to walk away from temptation, to take care of myself. In, in North Carolina, I was able to be a part of my family, just to be with them and accept their love and give them love. And it all started with every morning sitting and being quiet and asking how I can be of service to please God protect me and um, from myself. Uh, it's just I had I had a spiritual experience there with my son who's a drug addict in New York and missing. I haven't heard from him. And something happened. And, of course, all the negative thinking that my mind goes right to had him dead and buried. And um, so I was crying, and I talked to my niece, and I was crying and um, sat with God. And I, I swear to God, five minutes later, he called me. Out of the blue, he called me. And he sounded terrible, but I got what I asked God for, just a reassurance that he was alive. And, uh, yeah, so I'm home now. I have a life and a home I want to come home to. I mean, I'm a blessed woman, and uh, thank you for letting me share. Well, thank you so much, Patty O. Up next, we have Julie B., Julie, where are you calling from today? Thank you, Jen. Julie B. calling from Ohio. And uh, 
Yeah, wow. Thank you for the, the previous shares. Really amazing uh, recovery in in this room specifically. Um, I'm gratefully uh, re- recovering compulsive overeater. I'm always learning. Um, what I took from this, uh, page 17, the Roman numerals, just the two men worked frantically upon alcoholics arriving in the ward of Akron City Hospital. And a previous sponsor told me to underline, uh, you know, highlight the directions of the big book and also the warnings and the promises. And so in this one, you know, the direction here is to work frantically. And I'm so grateful to have a sponsor now who, who is not just like cheerleading me, but she's like behind me and like pushing, like she's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. So um, that frantic hustle, really. Um, I just want to admit today that, you know, the powerlessness, um, I looked it up and I really enjoy that you guys let me be the nerd that I am so I get to like look up definitions. Um, powerlessness or powerless without power, unable and weak. And so I just think about I'm without power over others, over the weather. I had to really break it down for me. Like what else am I powerless over? I'm powerless over gas prices. <laughs> um, I'm unable here at the powerless definition to know how much to eat I'm unable to control what food does to me and I'm also weak I only live a certain amount of hours in the day and I need to spend my energy and my time doing what my higher power God wants me to do am I willing am I willing to do anything in the world for this abstinence for this recovery that means turning my food And being on this meeting, it means making those outreach calls. It means getting on my knees daily and surrendering. Now what I do is I, you know, there's a little voice that gets inside of my head, even this morning. And I'll admit, I do hear little, little voices. They sound like me. Um, And basically the little voice of the enemy was just saying, you know, today I get to do whatever I want. That was one of the, the, the messages I heard when I woke up today was like, I get to do whatever I want today. And luckily, you in the meetings and in this book, you talk back to those little voices. And luckily, my higher power spoke on my behalf and just said, no, honey, like, no, you tur- you, you've turned your will and your life over, you know. And daily what I do, too, is what you've shared with me is reading from 62 and 63. You know, this is the how and why of it. We have to stop playing God. It didn't work. Like now he's the director, we are the actors, you know, he is our employer. And so when I remember that, I go daily to a place of doing nothing before I do something. And I check in with my higher power. I check in and I lay down my my plans and I pause. And that pause is so tough for this compulsive eater because I want to thought, action, thought, action. And that's what leads me into eating things I'm not able to con- to have in my body. That is what leads me to driving all hours of the night. So the surrender looks like for me, again, just laying just laying it down before I make um, any decisions and just giving my higher power the opportunity to speak and to move and to show me what it is that I'm supposed to do. And I also just wanted to say that last night I spoke to my husband about what I, I spoke about my disease. He knows I have one. He knows I weigh and measure. He knows my back and forth with different diets. And 
Um, I've been in this program now for about four years, and, you know, I spoke to him about what it was like, what it's like now, the mental twist, the isolation, and I feel even closer to him. And he was able to kind of bring some stuff up to me of just how grateful he is that there's things in the house that I can't eat but that I don't make banished from from our refrigerator. So I just am, am grateful to share, and that's my share for the week. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Julie B. from Ohio. All right, we're going to take another list of names. It will be a shorter list um, as we only have 10 more minutes left uh, today. But if you'd like to give me your first name and the first initial of your last name, go right ahead. Janice Amy G. I heard Janice C. and Amy G. Who else was in there? Jennifer H. Anita. Is it Anita L.? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to take those three, and then if there's still time on the clock, we'll come back to another list, but I think that's going to tap us out for the day. So I have Janice C., Amy G., and Anita L. up. Go right ahead, Janice. Good morning. This is Janice C. Sometimes I get confused with Janice. Thank you, Thank Janice. You so much. <laughs> Thanks so much for your service this morning. It's so great to be on the line. Uh, Shanice, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from East Tennessee. Uh, I, I get misty-eyed when I think about all of the things that needed to happen in order for this message to be carried to me, and it's through God's grace and mercy that I am an abstinent human today, not finding it necessary to eat and use food for ease and comfort. Um, and so grateful for, uh, you know, a strong sponsorship and, and that person who was ready and willing in that moment when I cried out in desperation and, and made that call and said, hey, can you help me? And she said, yes, I just so happen to have an opening. You know, and it talks about, um, you know, carrying the message, and that's how I get to stay abstinent. And, you know, and, and the fact that I'm not eating, the fact that I've maintained a tremendous weight loss, it hasn't been me. It's God doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. Um, you know, and it's aside from that joy of just the physical recovery part of it, and then of course the 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 fellowship and not being alone. I get to see evidence of a real power greater than myself at work in my life and in the lives of others. And I'm so appreciative of the shares of those God shots when people start sharing, you know, those unexplainable events that happen as a result of crying out to their higher power. Because I can identify, not only can I identify with that physical allergy, once I start eating those alcoholic foods, I can't stop. And I can't stop my mind from going there because of absolutely no avail. You know, when those thoughts come, that mental obsession you know, has taken over and I can't stop myself from picking up that first bite, that spiritual interceptor that gets in the way of my thought and that action is a result of having lost many steps. And when you guys share that stuff with me, I, I identify with that, too. I identify with the problem with you guys, and I identify with the solution. Thank you, God, for people who share the solution and those miracles, too. Um, just so happened today, you know, I did a 10-step this morning, and, you know, the, the directions are we discuss with someone, someone immediately, so I get it out of my head. Uh, you know, and the cool thing is, is when I do share, every single time I share honestly about what's honestly going on in my head and my heart, I get less and less fearful about doing it. it. becomes more of a habit. Honesty becomes a habit, more of a habit. Thank God it works because left to my own devices, I will literally climb a tree to tell a lie rather than stand on the ground to tell the truth. 
And uh, so anyway, what ended up happening is I did that 10 step and I turned my thoughts to those I could help. I get on this meeting, I get to hear my sponsor share. And it was wonderful. And then I'm thinking about this newcomer that I'm, that I'm working with. And I'm like, I'm wondering if she's hearing these shares. And immediately she texts me her food plan. And I'm just like, I'm just thinking of you. And oh my God, like this is, that's the stuff that keeps me coming back. The spiritual life is not a theory. All I got to do is follow the directions and be honest. And I don't have to be perfect, but I get to experience this stuff. And that's what keeps me from wanting to pick up that food a day at a time, a moment at a time seconds and inches. Thank you, God. That's all I have. And happy, 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 happy Tuesday. That's it. Thank you so much, Shanna C. from Tennessee. Thanks for letting me get that wrong. <laughs> and up next, we have Amy G. Go right ahead, Amy. Did I hear that right, Amy G? Or did you want to share today? Okay, well, let's go to the next person. I heard Anita L. Is that correct? Yes. Good morning. This is Anita L. Go ahead, other person. Go ahead. No, it's it. That's Jen. So go ahead, Anita. Uh-oh. Where are you calling from today? Okay. okay. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. Um, it's Anita L from outside of Philadelphia, where I just looked out the window and it's currently flaring for the first time. Oh my goodness. Um, I wanted to share, even though someone said pretty much what I wanted to say, um, and that is when. The paragraph was first read, and I heard the sentence, you know, that some people were failures and there were some successes. Um, You know, I was thinking along the lines of me sponsoring and some people uh, going back in the food. And then while I was waiting my turn, I thought, you know, I hate that word, failures. because I thought I was a failure all my life. Um, I, I got a message from my childhood uh, that kind of led me to believe that and mostly related to my weight because I could never lose all my weight, never. And um, and then somebody shared a couple shares ago and mentioned the word failures. And when it was said, I brought it back to me. Instead of looking at my sponsees, looking at others, I brought it to myself. And um, I used to always think that I was a failure when I relapsed. And now I have a whole different attitude with it, which I just love. And that's why I wanted to share so vehemently today is that I feel it's like my higher power nudging me when I've gone back into the food and saying to me, you need to go a little bit deeper. I want you to learn something else, something new that you haven't seen before. And if you can believe it, uh, a few months ago, I had such a wonderful 
sponsor guide who took me through all 12 steps. And each one, I felt like I had a spiritual awakening with each step that I went through, even just beginning at one. And if you can believe it, while waiting to read step 12, I relapsed. After, after having a spiritual experience and everything, and I needed to get desperate again. And um, because I felt that God was saying to me, you're not done. Even though you finished all 12 and you've grown, I want you to go a little bit further. And I found a new sponsor. I heard somebody give her name out at 10 of 9. And um, this woman has brought me to a place because of her experience sharing that my higher power has opened up avenues for me that I've never been to before. And I feel that God knows that I'm ready now to carry a message with others. And people are coming to me. Someone even this morning who I haven't heard from in a long time came to me in a text and wants to talk with me. And, oh, my goodness, isn't that what it's all about, carrying the message? So I'm no longer a failure. I just need to learn a little bit more. And it's okay because it's a journey and I'm forever growing. So um, have a beautiful day, everyone. And thank goodness for this program. I've learned so much. And now I'm carrying it to my son. So that's a miracle. Have a great day. Thanks, Anita L. from PA. Appreciate your share this morning. I have time for two more minutes. Anybody out there want to unmute and share? Press star one and unmute. Go ahead. Who was that? Somebody with a G, I think. Go right ahead. Uh, this is Susan G, and I'm in Tennessee, and I'm uh, coming back to Vision and uh, was asked by my sponsor to start sharing at the meeting, so uh, here I am. And it just a thought struck me today that there must have been a lot of going on in this desperate man in his bed, and I know for myself and um, picking back up that I start talking a lot. And I'm grateful for a sponsor who has me listening more than I'm talking. So I think there's a curiosity and uh, this desperation that there must have been a lot of listening going on uh, in the early days as these groups were forming. So I'm really grateful for this group. I'm grateful to be a part of it. And I'll be sharing in the future. So thank you. Thank you. I'll pass. Well, that's awesome. And perfect timing. Thanks, Susan G. from Tennessee. And um, if you didn't get an opportunity to share, we do have a second unrecorded hour. So um, we would love to have you back on that second um, hour. All right, here we go. Thank you to everybody who shared today. Please join us for that second hour of study immediately following this closing um, and the newcomer greeting and everything. And if you didn't get to attend the meeting today and you want to hear it or you want to pass it along, it was awesome. So get your pen and paper because the share ID for today on Tuesday, November 28th, uh, 2023, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is the following, 20,882. 
That's 20882. I'm sure there's going to be tons of great shares this next hour, too. So we're now going to close with a reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Leah S., please read A Vision for You. Thank you very much. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to get to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and your fellows. Clean away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then, pass. Thank you so much. I'm now going to